Welcome to the Life in 20 podcast, where we're breaking the system's grip on structured, outdated, one-size-fits-all learning. Now let's get lit with your hosts, Paul, Carson, and McCoy LeBlanc. Okay, welcome to another edition of the Weekly Five series, your safe place for chasing financial independence, where we're here to help uh, people build a financial strategy and make working optional five to ten years early. Got a great conversation uh, uh, planned for you today. It's actually the first phase of a building a financial strategy, the path to FI. But first, look who dropped in. <laughs> I'm home for the weekend. Nice. Always nice to have you back. How's school going? Second semester? Good. It's good. Do you like all the classes? I do. It's easier than first semester, surprisingly, so far. And you added a class, right? Yeah. I have another class this semester. All right. Good. Good to have Carson here. And um, so, look, um, this is episode five of the fives, which, as a reminder, stands for financial independence versus endless struggle. I hope you caught last week's episode. Last week's episode, we learned how to calculate your number. So when we say your number, that's the number in your bank account before you can make working optional. And we did that in 10 seconds. So if you haven't caught it, go ahead and uh, catch that. But glad you're here. We always start with a macro update. Um, so it was a really actually a busy week in the markets this week. So uh, real quick, um, the Fed meeting was this week. So uh, Jerome Powell came out and... Uh, in my mind, sounded kind of hawkish. I guess some would call it dovish because we're just kind of crabbing along here and towing the line, but hawkish in terms of we're not looking to cut rates in March, which the market had baked in. So we're going to keep the federal fund rate about 5.3%. Uh, job openings were strong, uh, $9 million up from 100000 from previous months. Um, and despite layoffs being announced over the last couple of weeks from Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Citigroup, American Airlines, UPS. I mean, um, it was a big shocker today, Friday, that uh, almost double the forecast of the number of jobs added. So 350,000 jobs added. Um, so the unemployment rate is holding steady at about 3.7%. And we had a small dip in auto sales from about 16 million last month to 15 million, probably mostly attributed to the weather. And that uh, holiday uh, spending hangover, most likely. But overall, consumer confidence is up. Uh, market update. So the NASDAQ, those are our tech stocks, up 1% for the week. Uh, good rally the last couple of days. 5.8% year-to-date now. The S&P 500 up 1.4% at 4.6% year-to-date. Russell 2000, those are the small, medium, uh, medium-cap stocks down 0.6% for the week. Uh, that's the index that's struggling the most, uh, down 2.5% year-to-date. Bitcoin was up 2.4% uh, this week. Uh, we're down about 2.7% year-to-date. Gold was up one4 down 0.5% year-to-date. Uh, oil, uh, down 8% for the week. Had a rough week. Uh, still up 2.5% for year-to-date. And then the Meg 7, that's really been the story. We had some strong earnings from Meta, uh, which is Facebook. Uh, if you did not hear, Facebook's uh, stock was up 20% uh, late in the week on good earnings. Uh, but the Meg 7, remember, that's your Google, uh, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Facebook, uh, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, uh, up 4.8% for the week, the big winner, and 11.7% uh, year, year to date. 
So only what, you know, 31, 33 days into the year. Um, if you were to have 10,000 bucks um, in the Meg 7 account, you'd have, you know, a little over uh, 11,000 now. So that's how money works for you. Um, let's, uh, let's get into the fives challenge because, you know, we have things now. Uh, we have these buckets to track in our fives fund challenge. So remember, just for those uh, that, uh, you know, maybe this is your first episode tuning in, uh, but we set framework, a script around what we were targeting. Uh, this is good goal setting script in general. Uh, and it goes like this. So starting in January 2024, we will invest aggressively towards FI. FI stands for financial independence. By contributing the majority of our monthly expenses to the F bucket. F stands for freedom bucket. That's your retirement bucket. That's your financial independence bucket. By maxing out our 401k and then uh, dollar cost averaging the rest into five stocks. For the next five years, uh, to reach financial freedom five years early so we can travel young. So that's our goal. That could be different for anybody. It doesn't have to be that you're doing that just for uh, financial independence. Um, it could be something you're saving for. Maybe it's your first house. It's good goal script. It's very specific. Um, it's uh, achievable. Um, it's measurable. And it's time bound. Those are the important things, setting any goals. So how are we doing? So um, the FIS Fund performance today was up 1.8%. Now, remember, we took this position on January 23rd, and we're flat overall. Our biggest winner of the week was Amazon. We bought in at 155. It's now 171. And it's actually been Google weighing us down. They had some poor earnings this week. But anytime you can get um, a company like Google at a cheaper price, we'll take it. That's why you dollar cost average in, because you're buying prices at the lows and at the highs, and overall, it goes up and to the right. So Google uh, down 6.5% this week, Amazon up 8, uh, Mercado Libre down 1.1, um, Home Depot up slightly at uh, 30 basis points, PayPal up slightly at 44 basis points, and then Riot, that's the bonus Bitcoin miner, uh, was down just under a percent. So remember, the premise of the FISE Fund Challenge, this is to show others how easy it is to set up a basket of stocks and contribute weekly or monthly. So this is your brokerage account. And I'll be running some videos on this in the next couple of weeks to show you exactly how to do that. Because uh, look, it, it can be intimidating to sign into an institution account. We're all used to using our bank accounts. Um, or maybe we have Venmo and PayPal and those kind of things. But to tie into an institutional account, terminology is different. Um, the user interface is different. Um, and I get that. So I want to I want to make it easy for you. And so I'll put out uh, hopefully a couple of videos, short videos on, on how to do that. I'm not worried about deep diversification here, right? You can see I got a couple of big of the, the, the mag seven stocks in there. Um, that's, you know, if I was looking for diversification and what I'd recommend most of you do, just purchase the S&P 500 index like VU, VOO, it's the Vanguard version or VTI, which is total stock market. I've mentioned those in previous episodes. Um, that's what most people should do. But this for me is a targeted group of winning companies, almost an experiment to over five years. Um, and I may sell, uh, and move into different positions, but I'm going to keep it real simple. Five stocks with a bonus play. Um, so again, targeted group winning companies that I believe would be around in five years. I bought them at a discount in terms of what I think is a discount because they're off the all time highs. And they had a reasonable market cap. So that was my reasoning rationale. It'll be different for you guys. And by all means, please do your own research. 
Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert at, at market or, or stock picking. Uh, these are just companies that, um, that I use and familiar with and I understand. I think that's an important part of investing. Okay. So that was the Fives Fund Challenge Bucket Tracker. Oh, my favorite time of year right now. Favorite time of the month. Adding up all the expenses. So this is the first episode in February, which means you guys are going to hear how we did in January. Remember, I've been doing this now for three months. So I've got, I've got the five buckets in the bucket tracker now tracked for three months. So I'm starting to develop a trend here. Um, and we had kind of a good turnaround in the most important bucket here. So, uh, which is our F bucket. So I have an update. Um, but I thought, hey, Carson dropped in. And, you know, one of the things we pitch here is we're trying to make sure that those conversations at home are happening uh, between uh, the parents and the kids and sharing the costs of things. This is really important as they take that next leap. And Carson, as you take that next step to look for your first house um, as you get out of uh, as you get out of college. So I'm going to have you read off our expenses, how we uh, how we fared in the month of January. Okay. For the shelter bucket. S bucket, yes. That one was 13% at $1,640. Okay, and, and by the way, for 13%, that's 30, 13% of our total spending. So all our operating expenses for the month was in the S bucket shelter. Now remember, in our case, we're fortunate. We've, we paid off the house a few years ago. So, But I think what it's showing here is that there's still some significant costs to um, home ownership. Uh, when you have the the mortgage paid off. Okay, um, next. For discretionary, the D bucket, we've got 18% at $2,291. Ooh, okay. Can you go back to uh, December's and just give them, what was our discretionary in December? Uh, 4609 And what percentage? 43%. So we cut that almost in half. Yes. Okay. Christmas, man. Yeah, uh, sure, for sure. <laughs> And then we have H, which is health. That one was $2,080 at 16%. Okay. And I think holding pretty steady because in December, what were we at there? December was 16%, Okay. Uh, Transportation, the T bucket, it was $1,228 at 10%. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty low. Yeah, December was pretty low. December was 9%. Okay. So, you know. Then for freedom. Yes, the, the bucket, fun bucket. Yes. That one for January was 44% at $5,609. Wow. So so for the audience, so you can see once we cut back on discretionary and we took all those funds and we made our priority, remember in our script and our goal setting, the most amount of our monthly expenses we're paying ourselves first is going to go to our F bucket. So this was actually a model month. It won't always look like this. Um, and, and we're going to take advantage of it and celebrate that right now because, you know, look, that's exactly where we want to be. You know, if, if 40% of what we spend and Carson, what's the national average? National average for, for the freedom you know, bucket. 6%. And what do we contribute? 44. So that's a hell of a run. That's, that's, that's what eight times with the national average. That's where we want to be. And that's how you get to financial independence faster. Um, is we have to have to have that money. Uh, working for us. If you follow our Facebook page, um, I put uh, a little reminder. It's my little, you know, friendly nudge every day that just shows you how money working for yourself 
where money invested works for you in a magical way where just putting it in savings does not. So we're going to take advantage of that eighth one of the world, which is compounding interest. And that's what uh, that's the point there. So, all right. So good, good turnaround on the bucket tracker. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, moving into the topic of the week. So this is our, our financial freedom framework, really the premise of the show. And this week is, you know, we're, we're kicking off this five phases to reach financial independence. And you can call them stages, levels, or, or seasons. We're going to call them phases for now. Phase one is understanding what you value and then setting goals. So notice here in these five questions uh, that we're not discussing money yet. So in every one of the five phases, there'll be, you know, five bullets or things to remember. It's the five series. We try to keep it simple. This is the framework we're building around, you know, you know setting up a, a, a strategy that makes sense for you. So question number one, why do you do the work you do? So the goal here is to make sure that we're not spending the next 10 to 20 years doing something that you don't love. Life's too short for that. Really important that we do something that we're, we're passionate about. Um, and, um, you know, there's that saying that, you know, you, you don't want to be climbing all the way up to the top of the ladder to realize that you're on the wrong ladder. So really evaluate, do you love the work that you're doing? And depending on what age you are, this could be easier to transition out than some, but really evaluate and assess that. Number two is, how do you view money? So this is an opportunity to discuss how you were raised around money. What were you taught? Are, are we into Lambos or are we into Hondas? So this validates the need for the fullest life or not. You know, maybe you like to just live kind of paycheck to paycheck and YOLO right now for whatever reason. And that's great. That's what you want to do. Just know that there is no, that that does not end, right? It can't end. That will continue in perpetuity um, until who knows when, right? Could be well into, into your, uh, into your seventies, but to each his own. And for me, how I view money, it allows me to live my fullest life. I will never be rich, but I can work towards wealthy, which is happiness and freedom. And what we're trying to redefine here on the weekly fives and in the life in 20 podcast is wealth is happiness and freedom. That's what I'm driving towards. And money is the vehicle to, you know, take me down that path to financial independence so that I can experience more in the short time I have. So three, um, what does your idea, uh, ideal day look like? So this gets, this gets to the root of what we're setting a plan for, a strategy for. When you think about your end state, when you think about that time where we, you know, I, again, you'll see why phase five does, is not retirement. Phase five is phase five for a reason. Want to get rid of that word if we can. But what does a day look like when you don't have to go to work and answer to somebody, when you can do what you want, when you want, with who you want for as long as you want? Well, for me, I want to wake up when I want with a view of a lake or river um, and a mountain. Let's throw a mountain in there. I want to go for a three-mile walk. I want to grab a fishing pole when I get back. I want to put a couple hours on a lake or a river. Come back, I want to play some pickleball with my wife. I want to have a campfire at night, maybe a cocktail, and I want to try to play the guitar. And then I want to teach 
the financial underdogs how to design their best life. That's what I want to do. Now, notice, super detailed, right? Not every day is going to go like that. But when you talk about what does your ideal day look like in that environment when you no longer have to work, I want you to get to that level of detail because that helps define what you need. And it feeds back into what's your number, how much, how much money, how much money do you need to, to fund that lifestyle? So number four, how do you define a successful life? So most, most people, when they, you know, really dig in here, this will lead you down a path to time um, or control, most likely, which is puts the need for a strategy. Because if we're going to free up the most amount of time and take hold of control of your life, then we've got to really design our, our life over the next set of years, depending on what age you are, to get to that period of time that you define as successful. For me, kids healthy and a fuller life than I ever had. That's, to me, a successful life. Things that I can give them. Making work optional by 55 and making awesome memories with my wife and in full control of my time. That's a successful life. Um, what is your purpose outside nine to five and parenting? Describe your legacy. So are you into service? You're taking care of others, volunteering. But what's your purpose here outside of what everybody does? All right, what differentiates you? Because the nine to five and parenting are what most of us do. So really describe what your legacy is going to be there and then that can help feed into, you know, what, what, again, what kind of lifestyle you're looking to have and how you're going to fund it. So notice, okay, start with this list, right? I'll read repeat them real quick. This is, the, this is phase one, right? Understanding the value, your values and your goals. It's going to be different for everybody. But sit down and have conversations with yourself or your spouse about these five things. Because full alignment is going to get you there. Why do you do the work you do? Two, how do you view money? Three, what does your ideal day look like? Four, how do you define a successful life? Five, what is your purpose outside of nine to five in parenting? So start there. And if you don't get alignment with yourself or spouse on these, really all the other phases won't matter because they'll feel like aspirations. Um, they won't actually feel like goals. And this process can take years. And the younger you are, the longer it may take. And the more it may change. If you're under 30, I just started envisioning about the next five years and what they look like. Because there's so many years left to kind of figure out and get kind of, you know, create more stability in your life. But as you age and you get older and you're getting those 30s and, and your 40s, like me approaching 50, then you really want to get really clear about what the next 5, 10, 15 years look like. Okay, so again, phase one, this can happen at any age. And by the way, we'll talk about phase two next week, and that will start getting into more details about the numbers. But as an action item of the week, think about what is the one thing you can change today by taking massive action towards your phase one goals. So write these out, get alignment, and then do one thing that gets you closer to that. And maybe what that is, is just starting to track your expenses. Just went through mine. It's a great first step. Giving you a hint, probably going to be in that phase two discussion next week. All right, 
Got to wrap. I hope this was helpful, Carson. So good to have you in town. Thanks for dropping in. I love you. <laughs> okay. And next week, we'll cover phase two, assessing your current status. Anything you want to say in closing? Yeah. Love you too, Dad. Um, not really. Just listen to what this man is saying. He's smart. <laughs> oh, I don't know about it's, that. It's making me want to track my expenses, even though I don't have much. Right hey, now. hey, start early. Start early. Now, we're all, we're all learning and growing together. I hope this is helpful. Have a great week ahead, everybody, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.